Welcome to the Mind Your OT Business podcast, where we empower and equip occupational therapy practitioners to be savvy and successful entrepreneurs. I am your host, Laura Park Figueroa. Besides burying my soul on this podcast, I am also a pediatric OT, a wife and a mother. I have to always remember to say those first, keeping my priorities straight. I am a private practice owner, an author, a PhD student, creator of the Contigo approach to nature-based therapy, and an action-focused business coach for OT entrepreneurs. My passion is helping OT business owners find focus and take action to live their dream life as entrepreneurs. I always say, and you've heard me say it before if you've listened to the podcast, a business that isn't profitable is not a business. It is a hobby. We are all about business here. We must reframe our OT brains to know that it's okay to be profitable in our businesses. I also always say, if we make more money, we help more people. So are you ready to take action? Let's jump in. Hi, everyone. So today is an exciting day because it is the first time I am doing an on-air coaching call to share with all of you. Abigail Wool Berenger agreed to come on the podcast when I reached out to her on Facebook, and you'll hear that story in a bit, because she had some questions about focusing in her business and how to focus and a few other questions about how to grow and scale, how to build your business to be able to scale at a later date when it's not just you anymore doing all the work. So I'm so thankful to her for being willing to come on and be vulnerable and share her questions and to share this coaching process with everyone in a public forum. The point of this is there was no money exchanged here. She's not paying for this. Um, she agreed to come on air and I agree to do the coaching call for free so that all of you can benefit from hearing what business coaching looks like. We want to pull back the veil in this episode to show those of you who have not gotten business coaching before how fun and easy it can be to work with someone to help you take the right steps to grow your business. So here is my conversation with Abigail Wool-Beringer. I want to welcome you, Abigail, to your coaching session. I'm super excited to be doing this for the first time on air, and I appreciate you being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I want to introduce you to people. So every time that I have someone come on the podcast or do business coaching, um, I have them fill out an intake form. So I want to share with everyone what you kind of wrote on that form to, um, to frame our conversation. I also should tell all the listeners that what we were discussing a little bit earlier, the reason I asked Abigail to come on for an honor coaching call is because she made a comment on Facebook on the last episode, right? Yes. It was Melissa's? Yes, it was. So Melissa... Melissa, the episode that I just did with Melissa LaPointe, Abigail made a comment about needing to back the bus up, sister, with her, with her business because she really wanted to focus instead of kind of appeal, try to appeal to everyone. And I just loved that comment so much that I immediately messaged her and said, hey, would you want to come on for an honor coaching call? I just think you would be fun, you know? So I'm, I'm super excited to be doing this for the first time. And this is going to look a little bit different than other podcast episodes because the goal here is to help you solve the, the current sticky points or problems that you're having in your business. We all have problems in our businesses. Nobody's business is perfect. And one of the reasons I wanted to do this kind of format on the podcast is to share with people that it is not scary to get business coaching nor is it admitting weakness. It actually is admitting that you are a savvy business owner who wants to collaborate with other people to find solutions to the problems that you have rather than trying to go it alone and take forever <laughs> to solve the right. problems or learn through a bunch of costly mistakes, right? So kudos to you, Abigail, because I feel like it takes vulnerability, especially to do this on a podcast. So I'm, I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So I, I'm going to read some of the things you wrote on this intake um, form. Okay. So Abigail has been in business for, you, well, you've been in OT for over 20 years, right? Yes. 
And you've been in business for about eight or nine months correct? Um, for yourself, but you're also working about 30 hours a week in a home-based therapy company as a contractor, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you want to get out of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Absolutely. so... What you wrote as a description of your business on the intake form was, I'm a family-centered, non-traditional model of OT with specialty areas of ADHD and executive functioning and feeding issues, extreme picky eaters, kids with sensory issues. And this is what Abigail wrote, which is great. I chose these areas because they're both personally relevant and interesting to me, and they are some that fall through the cracks of the traditional state or insurance-sponsored model of therapy. However, I didn't want to leave anything out, so I cast a wider net for homeschool kids, early intervention, you name it. I'm a one-person, in-home, cash-based operation. I would love to have a team providing services, which would allow me to develop products for families and therapists. Like I said on Facebook, I need to back the bus up, rethink my entire business, and pare it way the heck down. And she added a little kudos to her husband. Thankfully, my husband is my webmaster, so I can change my mind many times, and it's all good. That is a great husband to have. <laughs> so I think um, the specific business-related topics you said you want to discuss were um, regarding my service and provision of OT, the sales offer, mm-hmm. how to respond to inquiries, especially when the first question is, do you take it, my insurance? <laughs> um, how to put products out there, how to begin offering online courses, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot of ways we could go with this. Um, but I, I saw the main kind of top three things are like getting focus, how to conduct really great intake calls and respond to inquiries, and then how to set up your business so that you can grow it and have a team eventually. Does that sound like? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that definitely sounds like probably the top three issues right now. Yeah. So let's talk about focus first, because I think the order, the order, I kind of tried to put those things in order as far Mm -hmm. as you need focus first before you conduct a good intake call and before you grow a team, right? (laughs) So yes, (laughs) if we focus on that one first, I think that'll be a good foundation. Okay. Um, your website, I, I peeked at your website and I think I already told you this on a little email I sent you. I just think there's some really great things there about being innovative about the way you um, deliver services. You have a Facebook group for parent support Mm -hmm. for ADHD. I think Mm -hmm. that's an awesome way to leverage Facebook groups. That's just... I need to grow it. Um, I mean, it might be a little narrow because I just um, picked Arizona. So um, that, I mean, maybe that's something that that you can advise on. Um, I mean, it's like 50 something people right now. Not a lot. Yeah. And you have, well, you have 56 people. I just looked at it. That's a pretty good. Okay. That's a pretty good group of people, especially just for building like no like and trust value for your business, Mm -hmm. even if it is in the local community. Um, When you scale to, to, if you start to do online courses or develop some of those products, then I think at that point, it would be important to kind of widen the net a little bit with that Facebook group. But it's just a good thing to nurture as your business grows. I think it's a great way to be of service to the community mm-hmm. um, without, um, it's just, it's just a, without having them have to be your customer, essentially. It's a right. Good way that, to, that is what it's for. I'm not selling or offering anything. Right. I'm, not, I'm not hiding the fact that I'm an OT and that I have a specialty um, interest in ADHD. So I'm offering um, like free, you know, advice content. I'm, I'm going on live. I'm posting like topics of the week and stuff like that. That's um, great. So I'm not sure how people are finding me that much. I mean, I've, I've posted in like my community groups. Um, I don't know if people are finding it from the website, but it's right there on the website. It's like right. Front well, that's the first banner. thing you see. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. it's, it's the first thing you see and it welcomes people in. And I, I, it's an interesting thing that I haven't seen on a lot of practice websites. Um, and then oh, you cool. also have a lead magnet set up on your website to share info with families before they become clients, which I thought was great. Are you using an email nurturing system? Do you have any automated emails going out once people sign up for the email list or are you kind of just collecting emails at this um, point? Just collecting. I don't have it automated. Um, we have MailChimp and I, have I heard you say you don't like it? Oh, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, not so far because I haven't really used it, I think, to its full um, 
capacity, right. but it's, it's funny because my, my husband helped me choose that. And then I was like, this person that I listen to on a podcast hates it. And everybody oh. agrees. And so, uh, and, um, we haven't really found evidence of that yet, but I, I mean, maybe once it grows, we will find that evidence. But right now, um, I don't have it. I don't have like a newsletter. So I wanted to do like an, like a free offering for something. Cause I've read this in um, various like business books. So instead of just sign up for my newsletter, cause a lot of people are like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, so it was like, you know, offer something. So I have like, yep. you know, cause my, my, um, my business is called kids empowered for life. And it's really about empowering kids to, um, to be their best and for parents to be able to empower them. So Yes. It's like sign up for like 10 free empowerment tips through the life stages or something. Yeah. And then, you know, I got a couple of people through that and then I, then they get an email and then they're on my list, but I don't have an automated system as of yet. Yeah. The automation part is where MailChimp really drives me crazy. It's very <laughs> okay. confusing and not easy to, I don't know, maybe, maybe they've made it a little better. I'm, I'm basically too entrenched to quit. I have like three lists there with like over a thousand people on lists. It's just too... It's yeah. like someday maybe I'll switch, but I, I just <laughs> try to save people the hassle. Right. <laughs> so maybe right. you want to switch now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just I, kidding. I might. <laughs> but um, yeah, but that's that's the good stuff on your website. I mean, it's clear mm-hmm. that you're not just putting the website up there and not ex- not inviting engagement from people that are coming to the website. So you're trying to capture people when they're there um, because that's one of the things too, like one of the first advice tips that I give to people is you got to have a way for people to at least tell you they're interested, even if it's just join our email list, which I wouldn't ever recommend. Mm -hmm. I would recommend Mm -hmm. the way you've done it, like give them something, right? But Mm -hmm. so many people probably come to your website and just leave, but then forget the name or don't remember or, Mm -hmm. and if at least you have their email, you can get in touch when you have offers on hand. So that's great. Um, Like the Facebook page too. So I also have the Facebook page that's connected to that. So they can go back and forth between those. Yeah. Yeah. And you can also, there's ways to set up the lead magnet on your Facebook page too, so that people can join there. So if you have it in your banner, you can make, you know, the banner's clickable. You can put a click here thing, they click. And then the, the, um, like image will pop up with the, with the text that you put in and you can say like, join our email list to receive blah, blah, blah. And they can click to go to your website to join it. So that's another little hack if you haven't done it. I don't know if you've done that already, but I don't know. Yeah. So that might be a way to get more people driving to your site. If you make the banner on your Facebook page clickable to then link to, Hey, join our, did you know we offer 10 free tips, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then people, people can join that way too. Just okay. another way to capture some, some leads people. I hate the word leads. It sounds so businessy and like I know. us OTs were always like, Ooh, business, you know, but capture more potential people to potential help. Potential <laughs> clients that right. we can help. Clients, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So let's move into the let's move into the need for focus because okay. I was like, these are all the great things on your website, mm-hmm. but on your website, you also have the, I think it's, a, I put it in quotes on my little notes, help for everyone, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nobody I, helps I everybody. Say, I think I actually do say that. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we are, we're helpers. We're OTs. Yes, we, can't, yes, we, we, can't, we can't help ourselves. You know? right. <laughs> we we just want to help everyone. So I want to, I want to oh tell people, gosh how many services you have on your site. So you have, it's beautifully set up. It's beautifully set up with like boxes that you can click. It is. I love the look of it. It's just, um, it's a lot. It's a little uh, overwhelming. It's OT speech, ADD, ADHD, executive function coaching, teen and life academic, teen life and academic coaching, social skills, homeschool support, feeding therapy, developmental evaluation and intervention, parent groups and workshops. I was like, whoa, I'm tired just reading that, aren't you? <laughs> uh, and I'm one person. I am one person, right? literally. So I had a speech therapist that um, contracted with, with me a little bit last year. And um, so that's why that's still up there. But um, but it was just, it wasn't a good fit after all. Right. So, um, so I'm that happens. kind of in the market for, you know, somebody to, to partner a little bit when I, when I need a speech. But, um, but yeah, it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So my question to you is like, for this getting focused question, I'm sure you've heard this, the riches are in the niches. Like mm-hmm, I hate mm-hmm. that term too, but, <laughs> but it rhymes and it's easy to remember. <laughs> so what I feel like when a customer comes to your website, 
they want to know that they're in the right place. And if you're saying we help everyone, that's not as effective as saying we specialize in Mm -hmm. children who have ADHD, Mm -hmm. who have issues with executive function and social skills or or whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And you may not even write it like that. It would be more Mm -hmm. like who have Mm -hmm. issues making friends and doing daily tasks or carrying out task. I don't know how you would say it with the copy, but you want to speak to them and like say it in their language, not like executive function, you know, because parents maybe don't know what that is even. True. So what do you love to do? That's my, that's my main question for you. Like answer honestly, it might not be like, I love sitting down with kids and working with them. It might be more working with parents or running your business. Like Mm -hmm. what do you love, love, love to do? I love to um, do parent education and involve the parents heavily in, in what is going on with their child and, um, and then to work with their child to make them feel like they're doing the best that they can do in whatever it is. So, and the, those two areas that I really think that I want to focus on, I think I told you were um, the ADHD and the picky eating. If I had to pare it all down, if I had really had to back the bus up and land yep. somewhere, it would be the two. Okay. That's great. And that is enough of a niche. You can let everything else go, right? Um, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I can let it go. I mean, you know, I, I, if I had a team or something, I could always bring stuff back later. But yes, I, I'm definitely going to have to, um, you know, cut, cut some stuff out for sure. Why do you feel hesitant to, I just, I just noticed a little bit of hesitancy, like, well, maybe I could let it go. <laughs> like, maybe I want it. But so why, why do you think, what do you think's underneath that? Like, why do you think you feel hesitant to like take most of it or, or a lot of it off the website and just have relevant things relevant to ADHD and, and picky eaters? Gosh, I don't know. That's a really good question. Um, I guess I just want to feel like I'm not missing anything. Um, you know, the way that I'm approaching this, like I said, like a, like a family, um, home-based cash, I feel like I'm doing some things that, that other people aren't, um, that the traditional one time a week, maybe clinic based, um, maybe even two times a week is not really, um, the model that's, that's, that's cutting it for people. Maybe they need right. to get in there. And I, I, I do have this on my website, like in different, intense, in your face yeah. and hard, you know, I don't know if that's like a positive thing where I'm like, I'm going to be in your face. Right. Right. But, right. You know, I mean, but, th- but not years. So what I've found is that, you know, I've been doing this, this home base, um, through my contract, other company, um, you know, where it's like one or two times a week and it's years. I've had kids that I've been seeing for eight or nine or 10 years. Yeah. And, um, I mean, and obviously goals and stuff have changed over that time, but what if we could deliver services in a different way in, you know, a six to eight week in bursts of hard, intensive, you know, therapy, um, with the parent really being kind of the leader with therapist supporting. Mm -hmm. So providing like, um, the parent education, and support while the parent doesn't leave the room and say, Oh, cool. My therapist is here. Now I can go fold right. laundry or whatever. Right. They're a hundred percent involved and then they can work with their child to empower them. So right. I guess so, that's why I feel like that can be done with everything, but yeah, but I'm willing to just do it with the two things right now. Well, I think that you've just answered your own question and this is a beautiful thing that happens in most coaching, coaching sessions is that it's a process, right? Of thinking through how it's all going to roll out. And Mm -hmm. really like you're, what you're talking about is an approach to therapy, which I, I don't think we said at the beginning, but you use an intensive model where you see kids several times a week rather than just once a week, like how the traditional model is. Mm -hmm. But the, the thing is, that's not really, that's getting lost in all the information on your website. Okay. Right. Like if, Mm -hmm. if that was front and center, like like with three kind of bullets, like we're different. This is why bullet. We see kids in an intensive model three to five times per week for a short burst of time, two Mm -hmm. months or something like that. Mm -hmm. Two, we focus only on ADHD and picky eaters. So we're specialists in these things. And you know that you're getting the best 
the best that you can get or whatever. <laughs> my my copywriting is clearly yeah. not done with me just <laughs> randomly off the cuff saying things. Um, I will write that down. But, right, right. But, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like three, we value parents. You are the expert on your child. Mm-hmm. We never, you know, we empower you. It's not about the therapist fixing your kid or, or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that would be really clear if it was like, you come to the website, you can really see clearly that these are the two areas they specialize in and this is their approach, you know, like, like mm-hmm. really outlined. Um, rather than kind of trying to include everything because people get lost in it. You know, people are so overloaded with content right now. Yeah. And, and they don't read. Like, it's, it's so hard. So even just breaking up text with, with bullets on your website would help to kind of help people skim and leaving a lot of white space around things um, so that they can really see what you're all about and see how you're different and see the value that you offer. Because what you do is research-based. That is evidence-based. There's so much evidence for intensive therapy models. And yet we continue on this once a week, you know, for, for right. insurance purposes, right, really, and right. even cash-based, it can be hard mm-hmm. sometimes. But um, yeah, I think you got a lot of good things going there. <laughs> so um, the, the, the front page of the website, like there's a lot of scrolling and that was kind of one of my issues is in order to see everything, um, you, somebody has to actively scroll to the bottom. Yeah. There's a lot of information on that first page. I, I like that because then they don't have to also click away from it, but it's, right. once we pare that down, it'll be a lot less. And then um, you, you saw, like, I put the definition of the word empower. Like, I don't know, I, that just popped into my head one day when I was um, thinking about how to, how to word that, that initial information on the page. And I like that, but I don't know if it's, if it's too much or if it's, what do you think about it? Well, I think when you, what, have you heard of the term above the fold? That's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like in the newspaper, if something's above the fold, Mm -hmm. it's really important. Mm -hmm. And so with websites, you want to look at whatever shows up on the first page above the fold before Mm -hmm. people start scrolling Mm -hmm. down your website. And they should know that they are in the right place when they come to your website above the fold. Mm -hmm. So, so they shouldn't have to scroll down to kind of see everything that you offer. You want to have really clear information. I mean, it could even be something like maybe even the name of your business is smaller than it is right now on the website. Mm -hmm. And you say something like, um, we specialize in intensive treatment for kids with ADHD and picky eaters, like, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. I mean, so yeah, that it's like really succinct. Yeah. So they come and they're like, uh-huh. oh, I'm in the right place. My kid has ADHD. That's why I'm here. I'm going crazy. You know, like I need yes. help. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm just, I'm losing my mind with my picky eater. What can mm-hmm. I do? So then they know, cause I, I don't even know where I heard this. Maybe it was Donald Miller's stuff because he has, his podcast is wonderful and he has a lot of, um, great information out about business and marketing and copy and things like that. But he, mm-hmm. um, he's, I think he said within several seconds of people landing on your, on your page, they make an impression of your business and they want to know that they're in the right place. And if you can convince them that they're in the right place, mm-hmm. right when they come to your website, that, that gives them a positive feeling and they will continue to, to read the rest of the website. Okay. So with the empower quote, I love the empower quote. I think it's great. Oh, good. But, okay. but maybe not at the top. Like yeah. I, I think maybe that could be at the bottom so that, because mm-hmm. that could be like, if someone's really interested in your services and they've mm-hmm. kind of read some, they're like, Oh, and kids empowered for life. That's the, which I think I didn't say the name of your business. When we mm-hmm. first started, maybe I'll do an <laughs> intro and say it, but, okay. um, but I think, I think that would be a cool, um, or you could put an about us, you know, about us link or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then if they click on that to read more about the business, maybe that's where you put, this is why we named our business this, because this is what the word means. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's meaningful, it's meaningful, um, information, but maybe not at the very top. Like what's most important for families to know when they come to your website is that, you can help whatever their problems are. You can solve their problems. And your website should be speaking to the customer, which yours does. Are you fed up with the traditional therapy model of one time per week that doesn't seem to be making a difference in your child's life? That's great. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's like, yes, I, we've been yeah. for years doing therapy and it doesn't seem like it helps. Um, so, but also talking to them about their problems. Like you want your kid to be able to eat more food so you can go out to dinner with your family or whatever, you know, so, right. yeah. so that they actually, so they're like, oh my gosh, she's reading my mind. This is crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's like general about the website. I think that I would, that I would say like, it needs to be really clear when they get there. Mm-hmm. Um, who you serve, who you specialize in serving. And some of that is you're just figuring that out because you just got started. That's okay. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's good though. I, I, that's, I, I like all of that advice. That's great. That's going to be helpful. I'm going to get on that probably this evening. <laughs> yeah. And it's not to say like you can't, if you love the parent education piece and mm-hmm. you want to at some point offer, you know, some sort of, um, parent ed program that you like a talk that you might give to parent groups or something. Mm-hmm. You could have that on your website, but I think starting starting small and getting really really good and getting systems down for one or two services in your business. Mm-hmm. When you're just, I mean, you're really early. You've, you know, it's not that that long that you've been in business. So so getting really good and getting really good systems down for the system for working with kids, with families, with children who have ADHD and the system for working with picky eaters. Mm -hmm. What are the, how are we going to deliver that system? What's, what's the, what's the system for how those services are delivered, you know, and getting those down really, really clear. And then you might, when you hire someone to help you have time to create a parent curriculum or an online course or whatever, whatever it may be, and then you put that on your website and then you have to create systems around that. Right. So, um, every, I think that's something I have talked a little bit about the podcast and I, I'm, I'm like hesitant to say it, but I think a lot of entrepreneurs will agree with me. We have so many ideas, right? Like so many, so many, like we want to do everything. I do it too. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I do too much stuff. But, but I think that, um, I think that any, anything that you think about starting it usually requires way more work than you think. You think it's just like, oh, I'll just go offer a parent, you know, a parent education class or whatever. But then when you realize like you have to figure out the finances and the money and who's going to pay you and how are you going to invoice them and when are you going to go and how are you going to schedule it and what are you... what And the content. What, yeah, the content. <laughs> yeah, building it all, right? So it it definitely is not a bad thing to... I'm a, I'm very much a realist. I probably need to learn how to like set higher goals or whatever. But like, I also think there's a lot to be said for starting small and doing something really, really well and growing from there. Um, because a niche will help you feel like super focused, you know, knowing that you would just be serving kids with ADHD and, and kids that are picky eaters. How does that feel to you? Um, actually I feel a little bit relieved. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you might say <laughs> like, that. <laughs> oh, good. Like, like a little bit of the weight is off, you know, like I can, I can just let some of that other stuff go. Yeah. Like I can't do it all. And, and the things that I really want to do, I, those are the ones that I need to focus on. So yep. yeah, feels good. Yay. That's what I was hoping you'd say. I'm like, I hope she's relieved and feels oh like gosh. good about that. You know, like, yeah, that's wonderful. That's, that's yeah. so great. And it's not to say you can't do all those other things in the future, right? right? That's the funnest thing. That's, that is a word. I promise. Funnest. Okay. That's the funnest thing about entrepreneurship is that there's no limit, you know, to what you can do in your whole mm-hmm. career. Like I think when we're working in jobs where we're just kind of paid and Mm-hmm. on the hamster wheel or whatever, the entrepreneur, the, <sighs> I hate the word entrepreneur. Why is it so hard to say? <laughs> um, the entrepreneur journey is, is it feels like always upward, you know, and then you have these like mountaintop experiences of just being so proud of yourself. And then you travel down the other side and then you create something else, you know, <laughs> like you're, it's yeah, kind of an up yeah. and down journey. Um, to bring in a hiking metaphor here because of my love for nature. I don't know, <laughs> but I feel like that is how you can be encouraged that all those things on your website could be part of your business in the future. But right now you're building a really firm foundation for those things to have good systems and good supports in place to be effective and efficiently delivered to people. If you focus right now on what you really, really want to do and let those Mm -hmm. things kind of 
grow as you grow in the business. So um, let's, let's do number two. Let's move okay. on to like conducting great intake calls and responding to inquiries. Because I think if you know that you're serving kids with ADHD and picky eaters, then that will help us think about how to conduct these calls. That kind of okay. gives us some direction, right? Okay. Yeah. So what do you currently struggle with? Like, tell me, tell me what is the, what's the current struggle? Um, let's see. I just had one yesterday. So this, this, this is pretty fresh that somebody, mm-hmm. I spoke with somebody yesterday about the intensive um, feeding program. And um, I guess it's just explaining um, what, what it is because there, this is somebody whose child has been in the traditional model of therapy for four mm-hmm. years. So you know, um, so I'm, I'm asking questions like, are they present during the therapy? Um, are they willing to be, to put in more work, to be more present? So I think it's just, so I made up like a little bit of a form that is, that's helping to guide me now. Great. Um, so now, so I'm not just like talking off the cuff and I don't know, um, what, what's coming next. So I kind of have like Questions. So I think I've, I've started to find a way to guide myself in those um, because if they're going to participate in this program and they're going to get the most out of it, they need to be a hundred percent involved. Yeah. Um, so I need to, in order to see if that's a good fit, you know, if they're just like, Oh no, I'm going to go off into the next room or no, I'm not even going to be home. It's going to be our, you know, respite provider or our, you know, grandma or whatever. So right. Not going to follow through on this. Then that's probably not a good fit. So, um, I guess it's just making sure that I'm um, asking the right questions, so I know that 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 they understand that I understand what their their needs are, and they mm-hmm. understand what this program is going to look like because it's so different, right, from, from what they've been a part of. Um, so, and you know, and I I felt like I gave this this potential client yesterday, like I was like, I've got thirty minutes, and I really was kind of watching the clock because I didn't want, you know, sometimes when you talk to to parents, they start dumping and yep. dumping, and and yep. then it goes into all these different yes. topics, and <laughs> and then before you know it, you're down this forty five minute rabbit hole, and you have barely even covered what you're actually talking about. Absolutely. So, it happens all the time to more <laughs> practitioners probably than we even know, right? It's, it's like we have to manage it and take control of that call yeah. from the very start. And it sounds like you're starting to do that. I mean, it sounds like you're starting to put some I, systems in place. To, I think so. Yeah. So that's the picky eating one. Maybe the ADHD one is a little bit harder because, um, I mean, the, I'm, and those are, those are parents who are just, they're at their wits end, you yeah. know, and they're like, what can you do for me that no, that we <laughs> haven't, you know, that I haven't already tried. And, right. you know, and they're just, they're frustrated. I think those parents are more frustrated than the picky eater. I think the picky eater kiddos get like a little bit of a break. It's like, oh, because you know they have sensory issues or they have autism. Yeah. Whatever. But the ADHD parents are just like, why can't they behave or do better yeah, in school or focus or motivate yeah. or do their homework or, you know, remember to pick up their shoes off the floor or whatever they're yeah so then they just start they're the ones who really start dumping and dumping and and I don't have necessarily like um as as like structured of a program for them um you know I mean I do have like I'll come in and I'll do an evaluation and then we'll we'll see what you know where the deficits are and you know just like any regular OT kind of about right um but maybe that's the one that I struggle with a little bit more the systems for that so if I kind of maybe use my model for eating stuff that'll yeah. develop maybe like a list um, that I need to kind of stick with and and even give it a time limit like I've got 30 minutes right now yes I, I kind of hate to do that but I think it's important to when we have to respect each other's time too oh absolutely and I think that that is something that immediately sets you apart as a professional if you take control of that conversation from the start and I cannot remember. It was a guest on the Mind Your OT Business podcast. It might have been Rafi Salazar, and I can't remember what episode it is, but maybe we can put it in the show notes. But um, I think he was the one who talked about like taking control of the conversation, like having an agenda, or maybe it was Kelly. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm like, I can't no, remember actually, who it was. So credit, credit to who Listen to every episode. It, well, I know. <laughs> yeah. Listen to all of them, and you'll get, well, you get something. I mean, I get something out of all of them for sure. But yeah. I think it was Raphael. Um, 
Cause I remember that I was listening to that not too long ago. And I, and I think that's when I actually came back and um, thanks to both of you, I, I was like, I need to make like a list of things that I need to know yes. for the, the feeding stuff. Yes. And maybe the same for the ADHD process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of a good, a lot of running a good intake call or responding to inquiries that people make is having a very clear intake process. So mm-hmm. making sure that you're defining, and it sounds like you're doing this, but defining what the purpose of the inquiry call is. So if people, and maybe this this is something you could put on your website, like schedule an inquiry now. Here's mm-hmm. the purpose of an inquiry call. One, we'll talk about blah, blah, blah. Two, blah, blah, blah. three, decide if therapy is right for you, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that people understand the purpose of the call rather than just calling and and talking to you for an hour about how they're really frustrated with, with mm-hmm. their child's challenges. Um, so you're taking control of the conversation. You're setting a really clear time limit. And I, I often... Um, actually try to try to schedule something right after the call. So I really truly do have to get off the phone because all of us are human to let it run, you know, and we'll just, we'll just keep talking or we'll say that we need to get off, but we don't. Um, And, and that just defining the agenda from the start. So telling them, you know, you're going to, instead of, I remember doing this, I used to do intake calls and be like, so tell me how, I, how can I help you or whatever. And that kind of throws the ball to them and lets them kind of define the process. But if you are saying, um, hi, I'm so glad to talk to you. So I have three purposes for this call. And the purpose is, first, I want you to tell me a little bit about the challenges that you're having with your child. Why are you seeking OT for them? Um, second, I'm going to tell you what our services are, and then we're going to decide where to go from there or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. so that there's really clear agenda. And we're going to do all of this in 15 minutes because I know that we're, you know, you're a really busy parent or whatever, Mm -hmm. and and kind of just frame it so that they, they feel like you're in control of the conversation from the start. And that was like mind blowing to me when I started doing that. It it feels empowering as a business owner to Mm -hmm. It, it makes you feel professional and like, you know mm-hmm. what you're doing when you have a really clear intake call process. Um, and I often, do you, do you ever feel like, sometimes I feel like we're giving away free therapy on those calls too. If we talk for too long, like, because we are helpers, we start to say, well, you know, you might try blah, blah, blah. And that's free therapy. Always. Don't give away free <laughs> therapy on an intake call. You know, like no lawyer is going to help you for free on an intake call. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, so you like aim to serve and help in any way mm-hmm. possible. I often will refer people to other places. Like if they really need counseling, some families really need counseling support, you know, so I kind of have a list of resources locally that I'll say, you know, it sounds like if, you know, if you really want educational support for him, there's a really good ed therapist who, you know, I'll give you her name or whatever. It's a good so idea. you can help even if, even if your service isn't right for them, mm-hmm. um, but really have the guard up against starting to go into therapy mode. Cause I know it's so hard to not do right. that. It is. Um, about insurance. You had asked that question about insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, when people say, do you take my insurance? So I don't know if you've listened, do you listen to Jared Carter, um, his podcast, the cash based practice? I have listened to him and I've listened to a lot of, um, Paul Goff also. Yeah. 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 So yeah. he, he addresses that really well as well. Yeah. So Jared Carter often says you do like a redirect. I just wanted to give a mm-hmm. shout out cause I love Jared Carter's podcast. It has been very helpful to me in growing my business. And, um, okay. He, I, I remember him saying, um, you can respond to that by saying, yeah, we do have lots of, of clients who submit to their insurance to cover our services. But first tell me, you know, a little bit about why you're seeking services so I can be sure we're the right place to help you with your mm-hmm. problems or, or whatever. So that you're kind of deflecting to say, before we talk about your insurance, let's even see if we're good to work together. And it, it focuses on getting them talking to you about why they're calling you rather than and building a relationship really rather than just right. no we don't take your insurance hang up the phone you know so and you never know like maybe you can help one of those people and you know a little bit by referring them somewhere even if you're not the right fit but then they have a positive vibe of your business you know they know that you right. help them and and that's good good um 
vibes out in the community about your business, which I think you can't ever measure, but I think is wonderful to build. <laughs> so, so like for the intensive model, you know, I mean, um, so it, it always throws me off because, um, you know, I mean, I try to, I don't know if it's not even on the website. I don't know. I guess I try to make it clear when I first talk to somebody that, that it's, um, it's a cash based or I would take like their HSA right. or their like school um, voucher, like those services would be covered under their school voucher here in Arizona. But, um, but as far as like, like an intensive feeding therapy, I don't even know if insurance would cover that level of, of service. So I, I turn it back to them that I, you know, I say, I am not currently set up to take insurance, but you're welcome to call your insurance company and ask them if you do five times a week, you know, 30 minutes a day for X number of weeks, what will they cover? And I'll, I'm happy to invoice you in a way that you can submit that. That's great. That sounds Um, wonderful. That's a wonderful way to reply to it because it's basically saying, I, I don't know because there's a million different insurance companies out there, thousands of insurance plans and companies. There's no way for us to know really. Um, Do you give them the codes that you would use too? Cause I find that I often give people the codes for our services too, to say, you can check and see. Okay. Yeah. I just, I just actually yesterday. So my client yesterday, I followed that up uh, the potential client from yesterday that I spoke with. I followed up with an email um, in the afternoon and then I did find the codes. I said, when you call an insurance company, use one of these. Yeah, that's great. Um, So I think that would help. But I mean, they were the, the, um, it was, the mom was, was um, really nice to talk to. And then the dad got on the phone. He's like, so what do you plan to do to be able to take my insurance? So <laughs> I was getting a little bit grilled and, you know, and that's, that's where I kind of came up with what I just said to you kind of on the fly. But I, I do think that that, that worked out best. Like put it back to you. You're welcome to call your insurance. Yeah. Um, you know, and see what, what they'll cover now, as far as like ADHD services and stuff like that goes, a lot of times there, they don't, they don't, yeah, they don't or any of that. So that's why I feel like it's kind of a fall through the cracks diagnosis. Yep, it is. You know, um, they're, I mean, they're, they're, they will happily cover medication, but, yeah. um, you know, in some of the, the courses that I went to for my, um, for my ADHD information, um, they're, they're fond of saying that pills don't teach skills. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, that's a great little. So I know reminder, there's another yeah. little rhyme for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That one's a little more fun, but yeah, I mean, but right. for sure, you know, so that's, so, um, but the insurance question, it's, it's, it kind of puts you on the defensive and I'm yeah. trying, and I don't want to, I don't want to feel like, like I'm making excuses for why, well, gosh, it's really a pain in the butt to get credentialed. And I don't right. really want to, because they don't reimburse you well, Yeah, you know, it's like, then it's all about me and I don't want to go through, you know. Right. Well, another angle that I just thought of too is like going at it from, and you may do this already, but going at it from the perspective of that I really want to provide what evidence shows is the best way to provide therapy to really make change. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, our insurance system is not set up to reimburse for that model. Like the intensive model is clearly researched. I mean, there's plenty of research out there um, that shows that it works, but there's the, the insurance companies haven't caught up and realized that that's a more effective way to provide therapy. And so because as a therapist, I really want to do what I know works. Unfortunately, the insurance companies don't reimburse for that um, model of, of treatment quite yet, you know, like, I mean, that's not all stated how I would say Mm -hmm. it to a parent, but, Mm -hmm. but going at it from the angle of, because I really want to be able to provide you the Mm -hmm. highest quality of service, I do not bill insurance because they set limits on how much I can treat and, and, and limits on how many sessions even. And I work in a way that is child centered and family centered and the insurance system does not allow me to do that, you know? So that's great. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That may be. No, but I mean, that's definitely on the, the right track. And that, that's, yeah. that's the point I want to get across and not make it about like, well, I just don't want to because that wasn't what I intended to, right. to do. Right, right. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, no, I think that actually sounds really good. I think that, that that's perfect. I think that'll work. Yeah. Lots there to kind of think through mm-hmm. and writing it out, like writing out the mm-hmm. systems. I'm really big on, um, mapping a system, you know, like drawing on a piece of paper, like parent clicks inquiry call scheduler on website, schedules call. I have the call. 
use template, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. after call, blah, blah, blah. Like just so that it helps you think through the process from the perspective of the client, but also from your own perspective as a business. So you can see where there's waste in the system kind of, or like inefficiency in the system, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that might be helpful too, with your, you know, having that template for the ADHD calls as well as for the picky eater calls, but you're on the right track with that. Like you had great ideas there. That's like, okay, good. You're going to be running, running the next inquiry call, like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Should we try to tackle how to grow your team in like five or ten minutes? Yeah. We'll yeah. So um that would be fun. <laughs> what do you want your role in the business to be in three to five years? If you dream about what your role would be, what do you where do you see your business going in three three to five years? Um I think I'd still like to treat a little bit, but not be the primary and be able to have um, a group of other therapists that are able to to do most of the, the actual treatment. And then um, I would like to do more training other OTs, maybe how to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many OTs are doing this. I know a lot of OTs are treating kids with ADHD, but maybe not intensively, maybe not in this way. And then the um, as far as the theater as well. And, um, so training other OTs and then maybe developing more like, like parent education. Sometimes it takes the parents a little time to come around directly to the therapy and maybe they, you know, parents buy books a lot, I think, yep. but then they don't know what to do. They read that book and they don't know what to do with that information. Right. Don't know, they don't, they don't have the support to implement it. So course, like developing a course would look like, um, they're taking a course, but also have like a community of support, like online yeah, or be able to text or, you know, be in contact with me. So, um, so I guess that would mean like taking a step back from being the one providing all of the therapy, but to have a group of, um, of employees that, that are doing the same thing. Yeah. I love it. I love, you're totally thinking like long-term about how to grow mm-hmm. the business in a way that is sustainable and works, right? Mm-hmm. And knowing that you have to pull back from treatment to actually do that is really important because mm-hmm. you get to a place, I think, when you're first starting out, all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, all the admin stuff and all the treating and all the talking to parents and how am I doing all of this, right? right. So right. Um, who, do you, who do you think you would hire first? I don't know, Laura. Is that a trick question? <laughs> it's a trick question. It totally is. You know me now. <laughs> is is the right answer admin? <laughs> yes, the right answer is admin. See, I have been listening to podcasts. Good for so you. I, I, take, so I sometimes <laughs> even take notes, or I, I listen to podcasts when I walk the dogs, and then I go home, and I might have to like, like um, backtrack and find some things and make some notes or look. In right, charts. right. But see, it's not another therapist, right? It's right. Admin. I mean, okay. that's. That's what I think most people do is they need the admin help first and it frees you to have mental space to maybe see more clients, but also have mental space to figure out how to hire another therapist because um, the admin tasks, the bigger your business grows, become so big and large. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually going to bring... My, I call her my business manager because she does so much more than just admin mm-hmm. on onto the podcast. I don't know when, maybe it's summer. I, I'm, not, I'm kind of batching episodes, so I'm not sure when things are going to come out right now. But um, because I want her to talk about the admin support that mm-hmm. a business needs as it grows. And one of the things she just said to me on one of our calls is that often she's like, you know, I take things off of business owners' plates and then it goes, you know, a year, two, three years. And they forget how much work that is. They forget mm-hmm. how many phone calls, like, you know, she's like, I sent 89 emails in the first three weeks of this month or whatever. And that's 89 emails I didn't have to reply to, mm-hmm. you know, and you can, you can really see how, wow, the admin tasks just add up invoicing clients, tracking mm-hmm. how much people owe, tracking down payments that are due to you, things like that. As the business grows, you don't, you don't need to be doing that. You should have someone else doing that for you. So I, I would definitely that, say admin's the first thing. Okay. Yeah. Bringing her on and, and, um, and doing, doing an interview with her, I think would be really helpful yeah. to people like, like at the same stage where I am, where, you know, I know a lot of people when you first start is just you, 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 you can't afford anybody else. Of and course. Like, and like yep. I said, thankfully my husband Russ is, is an IT professional. So like 
I mean, you know, he's got the, he's got the, the website duties and all of that stuff. And right. I'm so happy that I don't have to hire somebody for that. But, um, but as far as like the invoicing and the emails and, and the calls and the Facebook and all of that, that's all me. Yeah. And, um, and it's, yeah, it definitely can take away. So just learning yeah. how to um, bring somebody on, like how many hours to start with being able to pull back from that. Well, yeah. we need to focus so services. Yeah. So start a list right now okay. of the things that as you're running your business, I think it's, I use Trello and it was a great place to just to just drop everything. I would just drop on the list in Trello for possible task for admin or whatever. And I just started dropping things there, like invoicing at end of month, following up on missed payments, you know, making sure registration forms are all in, whatever it is, making the, the uh, roster for camp or whatever, whatever those tasks are that you don't, they don't require your OT brain or your involvement as the business owner. Um, drop all of those onto a list. And that way, when you, when you go along with the required amount of time for those. So I, I, on my list, I would write like, you know, invoicing at end, end of month, estimated two to three hours or whatever. So I'd kind of keep track of how much time it took me to do it. And then I had, once I, once I really moved into like, I need help, I, I can't do this anymore, <laughs> which was, I think I had, I think I had employees by the time I hired her actually. So mm-hmm. I didn't do what I'm advising people to do. But um, <laughs> That's okay, you learn. <laughs> but yeah, I I think I did, but they're all very my employees are very very part-time. They work like, mm-hmm. you know, 3 to 5 hours, some of them 8 or 10 hours per week, you know. So it's they're very part-time. So it wasn't like three full-time employees or anything. But um okay. but basically when I had my first conversation with her, I was able to share a list of tasks that I was hoping someone could help me with. And she was able to say, I can totally help you with these things. This is not really my area of expertise, but I could maybe do it for a little bit. Like she, um, Nicole doesn't love doing social media and we've just this year, I mean, we just had the conversation about it. Um, now I'm having someone manage social media separate who is not Nicole because it's not Nicole's mm. zone of genius. That's what we're using that term. I think Melissa LaPointe I love that. shared that yeah. term with me. Yeah, yeah. Like keeping people in their zone of genius, like yeah. what do they really love to do? Nicole is fantastic at organization, customer service, like behind the scenes, managing all the tiny little details. And she did a great job managing the social media piece, but mm-hmm. she didn't love it. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. what she really wanted to be doing. And now that the business is big enough that we can spend some money on social media, um, it, it made sense to kind of split out that role. So that's a new change in my business that is, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know if it's helpful to you, but I, I think having that list of what you really need help with mm-hmm. as the business owner will help you find the right person when the time comes to do that. And you'll know when the time comes when you just feel okay. like you can't manage it anymore. And maybe it's about, you know, um, not finding the, that one person who can do it all also, you know, right. Like you said, Great just, point. Right. Cause you were like, these are all the things I don't want to do. And I want one person to do right. all of them right? <laughs> for ease and simplicity. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's not the best thing. So, but yeah, I have started using Trello. I just got on there in the last two months or so. It's good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to use it, but it's good. I like it. It's yeah. Good. There's great, there's great free online classes or even really affordable online classes you can take on how to use it. Cause I, I love to show people how it's not just, it, it's, it's so robust. There's so much that you can do with that platform, including collaborating. So once you have an admin assistant or mm-hmm. once you have employees, your whole onboarding process can be on there with each person having a board. You can collaborate on um, projects that you're doing. Like if you're going to create an online course and your admin support is helping you with that, like mm-hmm. you can have a whole board for that. So there's ways to like use it to streamline workflow that I think I've barely scratched the surface of what it can do. And I use it a lot. Like <laughs> it's, it's a yeah. really robust tool. I love okay. it. Okay. That's so, good to know. Yeah. Yeah. As your business grows, you'll, you'll start to be like, oh, wait, I could use Trello for, oh, wait, I could use Trello for this because it really, <laughs> I mean, my employee, it's so funny because my employees will sometimes, they, they don't do it so much anymore. But like a couple years ago when, when I had first kind of moved everything to Trello, like we have a whole Trello board that I photographed everything in our supply shed so that they don't have to 
guess what might be there, you know, mm-hmm. to, when they're planning their groups. And mm-hmm. um, I have a whole board for that with all the photos. I have a board for like possible nature-based treatment ideas for them. If they're just having a week where they're like, oh, I just can't think of what to do, you know, like, so they can kind of go there and find it. But it's funny because they occasionally would email me like, I can't find the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Trello board, list number two on this board, you know, oh, like, yeah, they're like, yeah. oh yeah, I should have looked in Trello, but um so yeah, that's good. I didn't even know it could do that much. It would, to me, it was more like a to-do list and then move to done to do doing done. But yeah, oh, that's, I, if that's how you're using it, that's great because at least it gets it out of your brain. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Yeah. You can use it. Um, there's a lot of this may be going down a little rabbit hole, but it's related to organizational stuff. So I'll say it. Um, there's Zapier is a is a app that connects apps. So I actually have my calendar set up to um, anytime an event goes on my calendar, it goes to my weekly Trello board where I kind of manage my week and my to-dos for the week. So mm-hmm. it goes onto a list events this week and seven days before that event comes up, it pops on the Trello board. And then every week when I am in Trello managing my days, right, of what I need to do for the business and school and life. (laughs) Um, I can just look at that events this week and everything on my calendar is on that list. So I can drag it to whatever day it belongs on. It just, it's such a, it's such a great tool to manage just the, the chaos of business ownership. You know, there's just so much that we have to manage and having all of our things that are just kind of bouncing around in our brains having a container in which to put those, it just offloads your overwhelm, you know, and helps you kind of think more clearly because you know it's in there and you can get it when you need it rather than being, oh, I should, oh, wait, no, I have to, you know, you're, I just feel scattered sometimes when I, when I'm thinking business-wise because there's so many things bouncing around in there. All of our ideas. I'm a sticky note person. I have notes all over my desk, Mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, But sometimes um, they get like lost under other pieces of paper and stuff. Right. So, so I'm like, where's that one sticky note? Right. So yeah, I think I need to to join the 21st century and go a little bit more electronic with with all those kinds of things. Um, but I always have like a notepad in my purse or in my car. Too. Right. So you never know like when an idea is going to strike you and you just have to scribble some stuff down. Right. And Trello has an app. They have an app that I have on my phone. So I use it on my phone a lot too. So those little things that I want to jot down, mm-hmm. I, I do have some that I just put in notes in my phone, like podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I'm listening ideas. to a podcast and something I want to mm-hmm. write down later or whatever, just in a note. But um, but the Trello app works great too on the phone. It's a really good... Um, I would say, okay, we got we to um, clo- close up here. Or, or <laughs> I see that. Get some closure or whatever. Um, I was going to say... Just with the idea towards growing a team, like, yes, admin help first, write down what you're doing, but also the same for, um, I love how you're thinking about like training other OTs how to do what you're doing in your business, um, because that is so needed and it will inspire other people, hopefully, to be entrepreneurs. And I think the more you can write down the systems you're doing and create a program or a package or a system or something that you can say, this is what we're training you to do. This is the model we've developed and we will train you how to do this because people want really clear um, systems, frameworks, approaches, you know, when they, when they go to learn something mm-hmm. and you can, you can create that and you're already thinking of creating that. And I think that's, mm-hmm why it's so clear you're just a successful entrepreneur already because you're having that longer range vision than just like yeah. continuing to see kids forever and ever, you know? So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that can only go for so long. So. Yeah, totally. Okay. Good. What do you think are your action? What are you going to do after this call today? What are the things you need to do? You know me, I'm always like action steps are <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> I am going to, um, definitely cut way back on the website. So that's going to be like a whole, you know, what I think I might do is, um, like screenshot all of the pages right now, or, you know, so, so we can see, I want to see like a before and an after. Oh, cool. Um, I don't like forget what like my before looks like. I mean, I I won't forget, but I just maybe when I'll put them side by side and uh, be able to see like what that really looks like when it's like way pared down. And also I like a lot of, I like a lot of the stuff that I've written on there right now. So I'm going to use it. 
Oh, save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't throw it out. I didn't mean throw everything out. No, no, no. no. Save it. (laughs) (laughs) But definitely I have in my, one of my action items is to pare way down to just the two. Great. um, To to maybe change up the top of the website. So just like a little bit of a website redo. um, The most important stuff above the fold. And then, um, and then just start working on my systems. That's the, the, for the phone calls and for for, um, my actual treatment. So, and, and just like step by step by step the systems. Yeah. That's great. I think that's a lot after (laughs) 45 minutes to an hour of chatting. (laughs) You've got plenty to do now, Abigail. (laughs) I definitely do. Yes. I'm, I'm never at a loss for things to do when I, when I've got downtime. So. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, I just want to say thank you because it is, it is not common that people are vulnerable and willing to come on and share their business problems, you know, like all of us have them. But it's rare that we want to kind of air them and kind of share with the broader OT community the process of working through them. And I'm so thankful that you were brave to do that. And I hope it was helpful to you. I really do. It was super helpful. Yeah, it was. I'm so glad. Um, (laughs) Thank you. You're going to do great. You're like inspiring. It's great to talk to you. And I'm thankful to you for coming on. Thank you. Well, I'll have to come back when I've um, hit all of my goals. And then, oh, yes, I didn't <laughs> think of that, but that would something. be so interesting. <laughs> that would be so interesting to do, like bring people back on after we've done like a coaching call and then come like six months later and yeah. then see how you're doing. Yeah. Good idea. Thanks. Let's you've do just, it. you've just, um, <laughs> we should schedule now. So we'll remember because <laughs> we'll both get so busy and then forget. But, well, and that also puts like a, a time on like in, you know, in six months, where do you want to be? So you ask yes. three to five years, but like, where do I want to be in six months? Yes. Well, I that's want a, those things for sure done in the next couple months. So, yes. Yeah. And that's the thing with coaching too, that I think it really builds accountability in mm-hmm. like, like one-off, like this is a one-off coaching session, right? We're not working together long-term, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I really feel like when you do business coaching, there is a piece of it that is like, you're accountable. You know that you're having that call in three weeks or whatever it is. And you got to get those things done that you said you would do. It's kind of like being in school. Like you have an assignment due. Right. I've learned so much Mm -hmm. in my PhD program because of the structure of being forced to do the assignments that I've had to do. And it's, it's the same, not that you're forced in business coaching to do your assignments, right, right. but you know, if you're, if you're paying for a service, which this is right. free, I just want to yes. be clear with everyone. Yes. This was not compensated. Like I, Abigail was nice enough to come on and, um, we're not, there's no money being exchanged here. This is just to help our community yeah. and show people what coaching looks like. But, um, you know, if you've put down money for business coaching, you're much more likely to hit those goals because you're, you're, you're bought in and you're committed, you know? So exactly. Um, yeah. It's a great point that just the accountability. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Six months from now. We'll, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Abigail. You're awesome. awesome. It up. Okay. Thank you. So nice talking to you. Yeah, you too. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Oh, such a fun conversation with Abigail. I hope that you all got benefit from this conversation. My takeaways would be One, that you need to really know your ideal client and be able to speak their language and communicate really clearly how you're going to solve their problems, their main problems. Two, that you need to have clear systems for anything you do more than once in your business, like the question that Abigail and I worked through about her inquiry call and just kind of on intake of new clients. And three, To grow a business, to be scalable, to hire employees in the future, you need to be writing down what you're doing and writing down all of the tasks that eventually won't require your brain as an OT business owner. And right after we hung up the phone, I remembered what I was going to say at the end there where I said, I was going to say something else and I can't remember. And that is the fact that this podcast is dedicated to being transparent about business ownership. So I recently had someone ask if they could come on and do the on-air coaching call, but not give their name, which I understand totally why you might do that if you're in a practice right now where you can't kind of share that you're, that you're thinking about starting your own business. But I declined because I didn't feel like that was consistent with the 
focus of this podcast, which is transparency about business ownership. And many, many, many of you have written to me to say, thank you so much for pulling back the veil and asking questions that no one else is asking on their podcast. So I always tell my guests that they never need to share something they don't feel comfortable with. Um, But I do want you all to know that I am committed as a business coach and as a business owner and as the host of this podcast, that we will be transparent about business owner ownership on this podcast. So that is what I promise to you. And I hope that this episode really showed you that business coaching doesn't have to be scary. It is kind of fun, actually. It's like a a conversation with a friend who can help you think through problems and keep you accountable to make those changes in your business. So take a small step this week because small steps make great gains over time. So until next time, mind your OT business. Mind your OT business.